It is absolutely a delight to have you joining us on a brand new concept brought to you by the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, allowing you, the listener, to tap into some incredibly vital bookkeeping, financial services, HR, compliance, all sorts of information that we believe we're going to be able to bring to you via a medium known as a podcast. And it's great that you have joined us on our initial, inaugural ICB News Channel podcast. So why why a podcast? Why do we think that this will make such a difference? Well, I'm going to get into that in a few moments, but before we do, we've got a, a, a little mini panel here of, um, I'm going to call them experts. Certainly, um, uh, I'm going to refer to them as the ICB News Experts. Uh, we've got Executive Director of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers joining us, Matthew Addison. Matthew, welcome to the ICB News Channel. Greetings, Rob. Thanks for the invite and it's great to be part of it. We're looking forward to the incredible knowledge and uh, insights that uh, many of you are aware that Matthew brings to the table. But you might be a new listener to the ICB or a new uh, uh, person that hasn't really engaged with us before. Matthew Addison has a rich history going back uh, many decades. He's only still very youthful, but he's got uh, many decades of understandings and certainly his ability to tap into government is something that we're really going to enjoy bringing to you through this podcast. But I've also got uh, with us, or we've also got with us, the lovely Erica Brooks, who is part of the support and resources team. And Erica is going to be contributing today. So Erica, great to have you on the ICB News Channel. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the um, invitation. Well, we're looking forward to to your uh, your wonderful insights as well. But just going back to the, the purpose of this particular podcast, this is episode one, and we want to make sure that... Uh, we get this off to a great start. Obviously, there are many, many different communication channels available to people in the bookkeeping community right now, but we believe the opportunity for us to provide a rundown of our highly valued and much appreciated Institute of Certified Bookkeepers newsletter, which has been a stable of the Institute right from its inception. We believe that in the form of a podcast, it gives you the benefit of being able to maybe listen to this in in snippets. You might want to just listen for five or 10 minutes while you're driving along in the car between a client. You might uh, be out in the gardening and uh, out doing the gardening and choose to want to tune in and hear some information that you know is out there, but you're just trying to get some backstories, some back information about that particular financial services piece or compliance piece, whatever it may be. We want to encourage especially our members to continue to really engage with our newsletter in the way that they have always done so. Um, but this this just gives a little bit more of a uh, opportunity for you to come into some understandings about what this is all about. So we're going to kick off tackling a few big issues and uh, I guess there's none bigger right now, uh, certainly on the lips of most bookkeepers. The big issue, I guess, at the moment, not, we, we'll call it out not as the big issue, but the big talking point at the moment is single-touch payroll phase two. And uh, it's officially kicking off here in Australia, 1 January 2022, and it's definitely the talking point that we want to sort of throw around for at least a few minutes now. 
I'm going to call in Matthew on this one. Matthew, before we get into talking about single touch payroll, I'm going to let you take the floor. Can you give the listeners just a little bit of an understanding about who is the ICB and uh, maybe a little bit of its backstory? And then let's let's tackle the big issues and get into talking about single touch payroll. So what is STP phase two? SCP phase two is putting a sharper lens on what people are paid and reporting it through the ATO and it moves on to Services Australia and the Centrelink and income support payments. So there's a lot of more breakdown and a lot more detail going on. For all employees in the country, what does that mean? We've got to do some work to make sure the detail is in our software. Then when the software becomes available, We will map our detail to the appropriate reporting categories. And then uh, when we flick it on inside the software, the government will start receiving that bit more information. So Rob, for every business, every employer in the country, there's a little bit more, little bit of work to do to implement it. But then I really do think it'll be fairly seamless. Um, Reporting more detail through to government And we get some wins out of this, guys. We actually stop providing the employment separation certificate. We actually have to, we can stop providing the TFN deck to the tax office. But one of my call outs is, you've still got to get that TFN deck off your employees. But once you put the details in your software, that's it. The software will now send it to the government. So there's a bit more detail in there, Rob. Uh, bookkeepers have access through ICB to the STP2 definitive guide that helps them implement it, helps them explain it, provides some templates and walks them into the knowledge required for employers to adopt this new initiative. Matthew, if we, we've got some um, maybe um, mums and dads type businesses tuning into this for the first time or perhaps a bookkeeper in employment who isn't necessarily a member and hasn't quite got their head inside STP2. That's a great summation you've just given. But this looming date of 1 January seems to be a very scary prospect for a lot of people right now as we go to air. We're only literally weeks away from that date. So can you give us a little bit of understanding around that particular date? Yeah, it's a good call out, Rob. The legislation has the 1 uh, January date in it, or the legislative instruments do. The tax office have given a two-month leeway for anybody whose software is already um, available to them. But the bulk of our space, guys, the software is not ready yet. So the software hasn't released or the software have organised a transition plan to get their hundreds of thousands of clients into STP2 over a period of time. So that deadline of 1 January is really fluffy, Rob. It means 1 March for those with software that is ready and released today. But really what it means, your software company will have a different transition date by which they've got to move their clients over. So your specific transition date will be sometime during 2022. It's it's not something you need to panic about. Having said that, Rob, as you know, you've got some clients in your bookkeeping business, you've got some prep work to do. There's stuff that's been in the filing cabinet that needs to come out of the filing cabinet and be put in the software. Things like salary sacrifice arrangements, things like some of the employee's details. The employee commencement date is one that a lot of software doesn't have captured at this point and you'll need to capture that moving forward. 
I think um, for the listeners tuning in, uh, I'm in Bunbury in Western Australia. Uh, Matthew's in Melbourne, by the way. Uh, Eric is also in, in Melbourne. Each state probably has uh, the same challenges, of course, as everyone else. But um, for many who have just emerged out of lockdown in um, the eastern states, some of this information is 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 very new. So we want to call out the fact that we don't want you to panic as such. There's definitely, as Matthew's just said, lots of um, consideration to be given and we'd really encourage you to get your head inside what needs to uh, happen in your business or in your uh, practice or whatever it might be in the coming months. But we we definitely don't want you to feel as though uh, you're going to have to have some sort of uh, major incursion on 1 January. And I think that's what Matthew's just called out really well. I know I've just run, Matthew, a, uh, a live seminar face-to-face here in Western Australia because we're able to do that at the moment. I, I'm, I know uh, most of the eastern states are opening up to that sort of thing again now. Um, but when I called out the fact that the 1 January date isn't the moment where you have to turn something on immediately, there was major relief in the room. So uh, we want to call that one out and make sure that you are working towards a date and that 1 March date is one that also can be considered. There's a number of conversations um, that you as a bookkeeper should be having with your clients or if you are a business owner listening in right now, make sure you engage with a bookkeeper to ensure you are informed as to what to do when when it comes to STP or single touch payroll phase two. Moving into another thing that we've tackled quite um, uh, fluidly, I guess is the word, another uh, compliance piece, let's call it that, that uh, has come up and that is the area of stapled super funds. Uh, Lots of angst over many years for employers, employing employees, trying to get superannuation details out of those employees. Lots of angst with superannuation funds, not necessarily providing uh, information that uh, helps in that process. What is the stapled super fund process and what does it mean for employers and their advisors, Matthew? Erica can probably profess, Rob, that one of our common support queries is, what do I do when the employee doesn't give me a super choice form back? Erica, how often do we get asked that? Gosh, a lot, to be honest. And um, look, it is it is a very common question um, sort of raised. And um, in all honesty, if, if um, the employer doesn't sorry, if the employee does not return um, a, a super choice form, then you are to um, apply the super contribution to the employer default fund. Excellent. And what happens now is another step. So if the employee doesn't return that form to you, the employer has an obligation to check the ATO system to see if what is called a stapled fund is attached to a new employee. So guys, this is only about new employees that any employer takes on. But as from the past one November, going forward, any new employee, if they give you a super choice form and it's got a fund on it, you accept that one. If they don't, you then check the ATO systems for the stapled fund. If they don't have a stapled fund, you then use the employer's default fund. But the aim is to stop new accounts being created uh, and to allow an individual to take the one super fund between different employers. So, Rob, 
It's a new step in terms of taking on a new employee. In its core, I think it's a good step. I absolutely agree with the philosophy behind it. I might not necessarily be 100% happy with the process, but it is a good step and it's able to be accessed digitally, which is great. It is absolutely a proactive step forward for employers and I think that's the central message in all of this. Embrace the opportunity to save a lot of the the uh, angst that's uh, that's the word that seems to be coming up that's been around this um, space, this process for quite a while now. If you haven't engaged with uh, understanding stapled super funds at this point, it's up and running, it's going. You need to, in this case, uh, start to dig into this uh, a little bit more and we feel as though it will make a significant difference whether you are a bookkeeper advisor or whether you are an employer. It will make a significant difference within your organisation. Another thing that we uh, have tackled in our most recent newsletter is the PRODA process. Now, uh, the world of bookkeeping and accounting is full of acronyms. Uh, We have the ATO, we have all these different, the ATO itself then has all these different acronyms that we use. Fair Work has acronyms. I'm going to hand to Erica now. Erica, first up. What is PRODA? Demystify the, uh, the the acronym for a start. And then I want you to explain to, to the listeners exactly what are the main emphasis points in the new PRODA process that we have stepped out in our newsletter for November. What is PRODA, you say? PRODA is provider digital access. Now, what this is, PRODA was established by uh, Services Australia or government um, and it's the registration or authorisation process for business to conduct um, or to connect and conduct with Services Australia. Okay, What this means is business will be able to accept their role in providing, for example, um, parental leave pay um, on behalf of Services Australia to the to their employees who have applied for parental leave pay or paid parental leave, okay? Um, once, Once the registration process has been established and completed, the business can then apply um, uh, for the PLP, uh, sort of using the acronyms, uh, for example, um, to, to assist the employee with their payment. <laughs> now, in regards to parental leave pay, there is two choices. Services Australia can either pay the employee direct, and this is purely up to the employee to uh, make the application, or the employee can have the business accept the parental leave payments from Services Australia that then get paid to the employee. Um, the process involves um, quite a lot of uh, sort of registration. One of the first steps is if if you're a bookkeeper working for a business and you have an employee that wants to have the employer pay them the um, PLP, the the individual or business owner needs to be the authorised person on the Australian Business Register to actually. Uh, register for PRODA. Um, like I said, it is a, it is quite a long, sometimes confusing process um, because A, 
either the business owner or the employee bookkeeper has to register for themselves, then they have to register the business and then they have to link um, to the business and then apply for the service. Creating the resource took me quite a while um, to to actually put it into a step-by-step process for our members. Where, where you got to, Erica, was... It actually took some brain power, which is why it took you a while to put the resource together. And then it is a step-by-step process. So again, bookkeepers helping bookkeepers. What we as a team have done is provide you as bookkeepers and you as businesses the ability to go, look, I touched this once in a blue moon. Where do I go to have this explained? So Rob, you and your team constantly bring out these What's the way to step through it? Here it is. You touch it once in a blue moon. And for those of you that are ICB members, you've got the support team to back you up when you need to. So, Erica, it's a great resource. It's a great update to the resource. It's great that we can support government's initiative to digitise this stuff. Um, But as you found out, it takes a little bit of knowledge. And our role in this is to, uh, to make sure that we pass that on. So. Yeah, look, um, the whole idea of PRODA also is not only for the business to actually register for paid parental leave, um, it also gives them the opportunity to register for Centrelink services as well, um, namely um, uh, child support and other other government services. So once, once you've registered once, um, you can then start to link the other services. So the the initial process per se is quite mm, quite complex and time consuming, but but once you're there, it is a step by step. Thanks, Erica. That's that's an excellent summation. I think you've called out the main aspects of of that particular resource. You've done done an excellent job of doing that. And it probably leads into um, maybe some questions that are forming in the in the minds of those who are listening as to what, what's all this talk about resources, et cetera. The Institute of Certified Bookkeepers has specifically gone out of its way to ensure that when a new system comes in, when a new process comes in, we talked about single-touch payroll, we talked about stapled super funds, we've talked about PRODA now, that we have the ability for you to be able to put your fingers on those particular documents in a way that will make sense to you, that we we try to unpack them in a way that bookkeepers can understand. And the ICB has been doing that diligently and I might say very well for a long time now. And we want to use this opportunity through this podcast to promote, especially to those who haven't tapped into those resources, we will talk at the back end of this particular podcast about the opportunities that may be there for you to do that through joining a membership of the ICB. We recently, for our regular members, have done a lot of work around uh, many of our ICB templates, checklists, and also authorities. And for the members tuning into this podcast, they know how valuable they are. Their their ability to be able to provide something to an employer or um, to a business owner um, that comes with a a stamp, you could say, of um, authority about it and be able to use that, maybe slightly manipulated if they choose to, to be able to make it uh, and own it as their own. And from a bookkeeping point of view, that is gold, absolute gold. So 
And we want to call out the fact that we have over 3,000 resources in our resource library right now that the members of ICB have access to um, and are able to use on a daily basis to explain things, to unpack things, just like Erica has with Proda, just like Matthew has done uh, with Single Touch Payroll 2 and Stapled Super Funds. The flagship, however, of of the ICB, as we've um, mentioned at the at the start of this podcast, is our newsletter. Our newsletter is the go-to for our members who engage with us actively to be able to get information and then proceed to links that give them that backdrop to many of the articles, including the resources that we have within that extensive resource library. Just a couple of quick ones that are in our newsletter that uh, I think are worthy of a of a call out, and that is one, um, the respect at work legislation changes that have come in in September. So may have slipped under a few people's guards, very topical in a state like ours here in Western Australia, where there has been numerous sexual discrimination and uh, issues regarding um, inappropriate uh, respect at work. And Fair Work have um, done an amendment to an act that now calls out um, to a greater degree sex discrimination and a number of other aspects of sexual harassment in particular. So the new Act includes introducing uh, stopping sexual harassment orders, defining what sexual harassment actually is, clarifying that sexual harassment at work can be a valid reason for dismissal and providing compassionate leave for miscarriage. They're just a few aspects of the new amended uh, Act and we have a very close relationship at the ICB with um, HR specialists, Employment Innovations. And in our newsletter article, uh, Employment in Innovations give a number of recommendations to business owners around how they should be dealing with this particular act and how important it is that they have policies in their workplace moving forward that call out um, this particular act and the amendments that have been made in that act. So quite, quite a significant article. We also have an article in our newsletter talking about the importance as we come into Christmas about understanding um, having a break and uh, a fantastic article that's been written in our newsletter that just calls out how important it is for all of us to take some time out 2021 has clearly been one of the most challenging years in our history for those of, uh, especially those who've been in business and the importance of taking a break can't be emphasised enough. So the health risks alone of not taking a break are significant and uh, for those who are tuning in who do know a little bit about my personal story, you will know that <laughs> I am a living walking testament to why it is, it is important to step back from your business, from your practice and make sure you grab that important family time, that you time, that moment that um, we quite often cast aside because we think we have to continue to work. We have an urgent reason to continue to work. And while we're on the matter of uh, taking a break, we'll take this opportunity to call out the, the uh, closure times for the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers over this Christmas period. 
Um, so the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers will be closing its office on the uh, 23rd of December at 12 p.m. That being, uh, sorry, 12, yes, 12 p.m. on uh, um, in Melbourne time. I get to call out Melbourne time because I'm in West Australian time. So if we're, you're in another state, you need to check your time clocks. But 12 p.m. Eastern States time. And uh, we will be reopening again at 8.30 a.m. on Tuesday the 4th of January. So that's 8.30 a.m. on Tuesday the 4th of January. So what that means uh, specifically for our members is that our helpline won't be manned during that period of time. Um, You can still continue to engage with um, seeking assistance through sending through emails to our support line. Um, but uh, we just won't uh, be having anybody uh, speak to you, like somebody such as Erica, who jumps on and gives you that uh, assistance just for that period because we value uh, the staff as well at ICB and we want them to take a break. So, uh, and I see, I can say, I can tell you now here uh, in our makeshift studio, uh, Erica's dancing around very happy about the fact that she's got a break coming up. I'm sure we all celebrate that as well. Matthew, uh, in the last few moments, so much information. The, the newsletter provides our membership with um, incredible insights, as I've called out a few times in this first episode. A couple of other um, points that you want to bring just before we close up. Yeah, thanks, Rob. And look, you call that about take a break. Government shuts down. So tax office shuts down. Tax office computers are actually going to be offline for about five days during that Mm. break. So post-Christmas, end of January, for the first few days of January, the ATO is not going to be there. What a great time for professional bookkeepers to take a break because we won't be able to interact anyway. So um, I, I really like your call out, Rob. In the newsletter, a few other things that are there about how to be a professional bookkeeper, the right way to be a professional bookkeeper, ICBs, um, what we do at the board of directors level and what we're seeing there in terms of an environment scan, what's going on with government, what's going on with software, what's going on with bookkeeping community, what's the way forward is what we spend a fair bit of time talking about. One of those ones is about our membership and our membership levels, Rob. And as you're aware, uh, the ICB membership infrastructure has been the same since our inception some 13, 14 years ago. And what we've done now is just react to the way the community is best positioned. So always ICB is about been progressing a bookkeeper through different experience levels, through different competency levels, through affiliate membership to associate to member, and then those that absolutely contribute to the environment into the fellow category. We've tightened up a little bit on some of those things. Affiliate really is aimed at the entry-level bookkeeper. So for those of you that are just dipping your toe in or doing it yourself, have a look at the affiliate membership. And then as you develop your professional bookkeeping, as Rob called out earlier, that might be a bookkeeper in practice or a bookkeeper in employment. We've got the membership levels that give you greater access to greater resources. We've also looked at the fact that the bookkeeping community tends to retire. We tend to get old and tend to move into that (laughs) retirement category and decrease our hours. So as we decrease our hours, we've looked at an appropriate way to look at members 
gradually retiring uh, their involvement in the bookkeeping profession. And there's a few other things there. Rob, NDIS is big in our space. It's growing in our space. So we've got a yeah. new membership category for, for the NDIS as well. And Rob, I just want to call out uh, for those of you um, as members or even as non-members, ICB are running our annual bookkeeping summit for 2022 across the country in March of next year. Tickets will be going live this week. So keep a, keep a watch for those of you on our um, blogs, our Facebook groups, our um, LinkedIn space or direct members, you'll get some comms. Uh, the tickets go live. It's going to be a great face-to-face -face event. Even if COVID comes and gets us all and locks <laughs> us back into our states or keeps Rob locked up in WA, we have contingency plans about the way we will get the state-based communities into a room if you so desire. Um, great way to share some space, share some knowledge. We will video in the speakers if they can't be there in person. So we've got the contingencies in place. But boy, can I tell you, we're looking forward to meeting with you again. We sure are. Absolutely we are. It's uh, almost counting the minutes, uh, almost like counting the sleeps to Christmas. We're counting the sleeps to going face-to-face -face for uh, ICB conference. So, look, we're going to bring this to an end, folks. Um, referencing a lot of what Matthew's just said, what Erica's just said, you may be sitting listening to this going, there's some, there's some amazing stuff here and how do I get a piece of this action? www.icb.org.au I'll say it again, www.icb.org.au. So it's a .org, it's not a .com, .org.au. Go and engage in that website. You will be able to reach out to our member services, the amazing member services crew that we have um, at the ICB and be able to ask questions about how you might be able to become more involved uh, in the manner that Matthew spoke about, the various memberships, et cetera. Um, we, we really encourage you to engage with that website in particular. It's got all the uh, key information as to how to get involved. And if you're wanting to dip your toe in, experience a little bit more, stay in touch with this podcast, but also subscribe to the non-members version of the newsletter where we provide things publicly. Um, clearly, we provide some expanded resources to those that are members, but uh, dip your toe in this podcast, subscribe, and the non-members newsletter, Rob. Fantastic. Well, Erica, thank you for joining us today on the inaugural. You'll always be part of the first ever, Erica, ICB News Channel podcast. It's uh, great that you've joined us. And um, look, can I take this opportunity to thank you for the incredible work you do for our members on our support line through resources along with the, uh, the rest of the team. And throughout the journey of this podcast, we're going to make sure that uh, everybody gets uh, a gig, a mention, because we have one of the most incredible teams, member services, uh, support and resources, our IT team. Uh, we're not going to name them all now, but we'll, uh, we'll eventually get round to that and make sure that uh, the world knows what an amazing place the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers is. So, Erica, thanks for joining us and uh, all the best for a great Christmas. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Matthew. 2022, bring it on. Bring it on, absolutely. And Executive Director of the ICB, Matthew Addison, thank you again for your time today. I'll give you the, uh, the second last word. I might have the last one, I reckon. Thanks, Rob. How are you? Well, 
Thanks, Rob. I did mute. I did mute myself in the middle of that. You did, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we this is live radio, by the way. So. <laughs> Excellent. Look, it is a privilege to be able to um, do what we do as ICB, which is act on your behalf with government, do some work, and help you be really good at it. So, Rob, thanks for this mechanism as well. There it is, folks. That's a wrap for uh, episode one of the ICB News Channel. My name's Rob Marshall. It's been an absolute privilege. We look forward to you doing exactly what Matthew said. Subscribe to this uh, channel through your preferred uh, method, Spotify, uh, iTunes, whatever it may be. We will provide those out to you through various means. And uh, we look forward to hearing you on episode two very soon of the ICB News Channel. My name is Rob Marshall and it's been great having you with us. Thank you.